Today's podcast is brought to you by my number one choice in tires, Pirelli. And since I used to be a race car driver, I know a thing or two about tires. The iconic tire brand is known for its long tradition of innovation, advanced technologies, and high-quality products. Pirelli recently added the new Scorpion All-Season Plus 3 to its American range. Developed to go the distance, it comes with a 70,000-mile treadwear warranty. Choose more mileage, more comfort, more control with the new Scorpion All-Season Plus 3. Ask your local dealer for a tune-up. Trust me, I'm a driver. And like those are the type of things that like really bring me to absolute tears. Like to, <laughs> I might, it might come out right now because I'm thinking about people that actually care about me and like truly love me. And like, you know, that, that to me, like this to me is bravery is being able to be like, it's fearlessness. It's being like, like, dude, I love the fact that I can be, I can be saved at any moment, you know? And there's so many things outside this world that are like, you know, my life changes every single day lately. Like I'm on this like serious, like my whole career has been like this, but now it's, it's breaking. It's bending like this. It's like, and going through the roof, dude. And like, you know, I'm getting these things that I've always dreamed about, like, like in terms of success that you think about, I'm so changed by a sentence and not at all by those things. Those things don't change me. This podcast exists because I love talking to people and I love going deep. The purpose is to plant seeds of inspiration. We enter a space of vulnerability and relatability. And what you realize is that we are so much more alike than we are different. To quote Ramdas, we're all just walking each other home. And this show is just one step. I'm Danica Patrick and I'm pretty intense. Today on the show is a very, very cool human being. Uh, his name is Maud Sun. He's a singer-songwriter. And he's really, I mean, I guess probably maybe the real word that he might even want to be described at, I would think, I'm putting words into his mouth, but would be artist. Like he, may, he paints, um, he makes movies, he directs, he sings, he writes songs, and he just puts heart into everything that he does. So uh, I hope that you have fun with this interview. We go there. He has an addiction background, but uh, he has come through on the other side. And as he would say, his life has come super ramped up in the last couple of years. And he has an album out called Internet Killed the Rockstar. He has a new song out with Avril Lavigne called Flames. And so you're also going to hear about how he's going to redefine what rock star really is. How are you, fellow Midwesterner? Whoa, super good. Midwest is really taking over the world. Us good people who sit at four-way stop signs and go like this. No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. Oh, I don't do that. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm doing amazing today. Honestly, like I just got um some news that I I had been like praying on, legit like praying on. So um I'm just like I'm feeling a little extra special today. <sighs> You should. You should. Yeah. I, I I heard about that. And uh, when we first got on, that's amazing. Congratulations. Thank it's, you. it's like, it's like, it's that magic. It's those magic moments when stuff happens that you've been asking for that are undeniable, that it, you can't help but believe in manifestation. You can't help believe, oh God, yes. but believe in the power of intention and 
you know, yes. asking for what you want. So yes. like, I mean, I feel like you've been in this space for a while and I just want to say, first off, hell yeah, congrats. Thank and, um, what, a, like, tell me about your, tell me about your manifest manifest manifestation skills. Yeah. Um, okay. So like I fully, fully, fully have like believed in that since I found out about the law of attraction and the secret, like as simple as that, the secret, like when I found out about that, um, it just changed everything for me. It made sense. I feel like for everyone, we are always doing that anyway. Um, but it's just like a whole different thing when you hear someone tell you that it's true and that's all it took. And that's like why I really do most of what I do is because like, I know that on like a karmic belief, we do believe that like you do good and good is going to come back to you. But it all just hits different when someone that you admire says it out loud, like it's real. And I mean, I'm, I am the epitome, what I think is like an underdog. I've been an underdog this whole time. And like, I speak for those people. I speak for the people who are like, yes, exactly. And it's like, this whole world wants you to believe that miracles don't exist. Honestly, we're forced, we're, we're force fed that every day to think that like, there, there needs to be like a mathematic problem into everything that happens in this world. And it's like, yo, at the very end of the day, like we are living in a place that miracles exist when you accept it, when you honestly believe it. And, um, to show that you're worthy of it is I think like the pinnacle of why you wake up every day. It's like, when you're not supposed to, when things aren't going right and you can still believe in the magic and that it is going that way for a reason and that there is actually chess. You know, I like to say like God is playing chess. You know, I say that all the time and like thinking about, we all know that like we go through these moments where we think everything goes wrong. And then we look back on those moments five years later and we're like, oh my God. Like if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be here. And this was all part of this bigger picture. And it's like, if you can just get anyone that's in your life to watch you and be like, I will be the martyr for this. I will totally forever be the martyr of like, let me show you that miracles exist. Like that is all I care about. And like, yo, talent and skill. Oh my God. I hate those words perfection ill i fucking hate it i hate that shit like i want to be the pinnacle of someone that's like showing that that you you are only in charge of so much and that if you prove that you're worthy for these things they're gonna happen they're going to happen you know and i just want to be deserving of that and i also more than anything want to be you know the person that stands on the front line and fights for that how do you prove you're worth it? What do you do? Discipline. Oh my God. Discipline is so important to me. It has become probably the most important attribute that I have learned because you can always add more discipline to your life. And like, it's so funny because discipline just in general sounds like such a boring word. You're like, ew, discipline. What? Like, I want to be free. It's like, I have to show that I'm worthy of getting what I'm asking for. 
And like, I do pray. I've become very, very faithful in the last two years, specifically the last two years. I've become so faithful and I pray every day and I ask for things like I'm being selfish. I can't believe how much we have abused the word selfish. I, I think that if you can't be at the top of your list and you can't help yourself first, then what is your help going to do for anyone else? Like you gotta help yourself first. You got to get your shit right. And then your help becomes meaningful and you can go out and help people. But if you put everyone else at the top of your list, it's like, you're going to die and you're going to watch someone else's life. You're going to watch someone else's life. And like, dude, you are here to make, I say this thing. I say movie every day of my life. I say movie, 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 because I believe that I am making my own movie. I want to watch the greatest movie I've ever seen when I die. That's it. I want to watch this amazing movie of my life and see all these things that I created out of midair. And like, if you don't, if you don't just add this discipline to your life, then you're kind of just unwillfully asking for things. And like, you know, something so simple, like, yo, I want to live. I do want to live. We were just speaking to death. I want to live. I want to live a long life. I would love to be the oldest grandpa in the world and the coolest grandpa still have green hair, all that. I would love to make it to being an old wrinkly person. You know what I'm saying? You can redefine the 27 club by calling it the 127 club. Thank you. I have the 27 club all tattooed on my arm. <laughs> and like, that, that's the whole idea right now. Too, new like rock star vibe. 127. Reinventing, reinventing the rock star. I say it every day. It's like reinvent the rock star. And, um, and you know, just like, discipline is like the way that I show that I'm worthy, you know? And it's so simple. It's like, I run, I run, I run two miles, you know, I run two miles a day. And I, and I feel like if I do that, I'm showing that I'm worthy of getting stuff. I, I, I feel like if I am saying I'm going to, you know, we all do, we all slip up and we all enter the ego and all that. It's like you can erase all that negativity by positivity. Now, negativity is going to happen. Acting out of ego is going to happen. Losing your temper is going to happen. You can erase that by doing the opposite. Acting mm. out of humbleness the next day. Mm. Doing something for someone else instead of yourself. You can totally erase that. It's actually a scientific fact that a positive thought is more powerful than a negative one. Sure, absolutely. Well, what I'm hearing too is that... Um, you know, I, when you show up for yourself, it's, it's basically like when you don't put yourself first, it's basically self-abandonment. And so Ooh, hit me in the heart. Yes. Yeah. And I doubt I've dealt with this too. Like in my own way with my own things where I would do the same, I would show up and show up in other ways other than for myself. And that self-abandonment ends up becoming, you know, a real problem. And then it creates codependency issues. And oh, so, Oh my gonna, God. Right. Am I saying all the trigger words? Right. So yeah. Stuff probably, that I still am working on every day. You know, I I'm with you and you know, it manifests in different ways, but when, you know, the selfish that we're calling it, that's, uh, you know, I had this conversation with my mom actually, cause it had to do with my mom, the stuff, the, the abandonment stuff. And, um, and, you know, mom kind of abandoned me on an emotional level. So then in relationships, I would abandon myself in an emotional way and, and abandon myself completely and serve other people. And that just is going to lead to bad things and bad partners. And um, so uh, she said, 
she was saying literally the word selfish. She's like, that sounds like if I do that, it sounds selfish. And I'm like, no, it's like when you learn how to show up for yourself, you say yes to yourself, which get, then allows other people, you can show up for other people the same way. We can't meet, we, we can only meet someone at the level that we're at. So if you abandon yourself, that's the kind of way you're going to show up for people. So when you don't abandon yourself, you don't abandon your friends. And it's just, it's very reciprocal. It's really the universe showing you, you. And, um, so that's like badass that you figured that out. I think that, um, I, you know, there was another thing that I'd heard you heard said it was, um, with your, your best friend, Machine Gun Kelly. And it was something he said, I wrote it down. He's like, um, taught you how to remain self-aware, but outside of yourself. And I was like, that is such a deep sentence. Can you explain what that means to you? Yeah. I mean, there is so much power in zooming out, right? Um, standing in a room, looking in the mirror, you see yourself, you're looking and you're staring directly into what is presented in front of you. There is so much power in zooming out. Like I want to be able to understand I, I want to see myself, you know, as a, as a songwriter, just in general, I have found out that like the world sees you very differently than you see yourself. And like, you can learn so much from zooming out and trying to see yourself through someone else's lens. Right. It's, it's like, we are, we are obviously individuals and we are seeing the world through our lens almost every second of the day 100%. to actually stop and be like, you know, that that's why I bring up songwriting because like I write songs for other people and, and I like to have songs of my own. I like to write with other people. And it's such this crazy thing that working with someone, they could write the song that defines you better than you can because they see you how the world sees you. And it's like, when you're force feeding the world, I am this, I am that, I am this, I am that. It's like the only true sentence is I am. So anything you that you put after I am this, you're lying. You don't know. You don't know. All you know is that you are, right? And I am is the only true statement you can say. Everything that comes after that is you kind of just talking about yourself in like a way that isn't actually always digestible. And like, I've had such a journey of trying to figure out how to, you know, a lot of, a lot of artists think that the word like relatable is like the devil, right? It's like, oh, well, then you're like losing your artistry or you're, you're dumbing down. It's like, I want to be relatable. I want the world to be able to relate to me. And if I'm acting out of this, I'm one of one and no one else is like me. It's like, you're losing this empatheticness and like, I, I was raised by two women, right? Like I didn't have a father figure in my life. And like what these women did for me was allow me to say like, I'll never forget. My mom took me to my, the first movie I ever saw. I went to a theater. We watched the movie Stepmom, right? And my mom is relating to this movie on such a hardcore level because it's about dealing with like a single mom situation. And I'm sitting here and she's not crying. And I'm like this six-year-old crying my eyes out. Mm. And had my father have been next to me, he might've gone, Hey, toughen up. Mm. My mom's going, yes. You know, like I'm getting emotional talking about it. 
I was planted with this seed of being in touch with empathy and putting yourself into someone else's position. I can almost see the world through someone else's eyes better than I can see it through my own. I can almost feel for other people more than I can feel for myself. I would almost take, I would almost take that any day being able to go, you know what? I, I'm confused as fuck, but I understand you, yeah. you know? And, and I think like, that's one of those things. It's like this, this great duality, you, you know, speaking of, of machine gun Kelly, like one thing that, that we go back and forth on, like the, the simplest way to put it is like, we, we do a lot of like filming stuff, directing stuff and stuff like that together. And like, let's say there's someone sitting on a chair in the middle of the room, you know, my mind is going, everything around that person is the art and his mind is going, no, the person is the art. And I'm like, okay, I get it. I see what you're saying. But I also see what I'm saying. And we're going to, we're going to meet in the middle and create something that's actually this duality of like coming outside yourself. So like, I love to be self-aware and understand like my brand. I love to understand my brand better than anyone. I love to, to know myself better than someone else. I love that. But at the same time, like I can jump inside someone else's skin so quickly and understand what people are going through. And I will be the first to be open with the emotion of like feeling on a, on a really, really extra level. And, and that's why I love like the idea of being like, I had to understand that I'm going to put myself first. I am. And while doing that, you learn all these other tools about how to actually communicate with people properly. Like communication has always been like this thing that's just like a constant struggle for me. You know, I, I, I shoot myself in the foot a lot, not being able to communicate properly with people or expecting people to understand right away where I'm coming from, you know, mm -hmm. and I've ruined so many relationships by communicating improperly and figuring out how to walk that line between knowing and not knowing. Like, I love the sentence. The only thing that we really know is we know nothing at all. I love that sentence, but I'm also like, fuck you, bro. I'm fucking 34 years old. And if I don't know shit by now, then what the fuck am I doing here? Right? <laughs> so I'm going to walk that line right down the middle. That's like, I know nothing and I know everything. So meet me in the middle and we can have a conversation. Hmm. Do you think that, um, first off, I, I feel like you're, you're just really an empathic person. And um, do you find that sometimes it's hard to articulate how you feel clearly because it's confusing? Great question. <laughs> let me like, let me like think about that so I don't shoot myself in the foot again here. So like, say it again. Do I find it? You find it hard to articulate how you're feeling because you're confused yes and no because i don't have a problem with being wrong mm. you know what i'm saying i would rather try than be right mm. you know? yeah I love but that. like i enjoy i enjoy the moment so much Mm -hmm. Like I am the, the, the definition of a person who will actually fuck up if I prepare. You feel me? Like the more I think about who I'm doing this great interview with someone 
legendary like you, if I'm going to be sitting, and I, and I mean that, thank you so much for having me on here. Let me just get that out the way. Like, Aww. you're the best in the game. We know this. Like, I love you for real. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to sit all day and be thinking about that and trying to prepare, I'm going to get out here and be like, <laughs> it's just, it doesn't work for me. Like, I am a firm believer in letting the moment dictate my seconds. You feel mm. me? So it's like everything that, that, is happening in that moment. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like I do have this deep burning desire in, within me that I think that I'm special, right? I think that I'm important. I think that I'm special. And I do believe I was put here to be, I, I like to make art and I like to do everything as if I'm already dead. Truly. Mm -hmm. I like to think that I'm worth more after I'm gone. I like mm -hmm. to think that all the art that I make is better after I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And while doing that, like I kind of embrace the confusion and I embrace the whole, like I would rather have someone seeing me figure it out than like acting as if a teacher, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't in school, I could never vibe with a teacher who's reading out of a, uh, an answer book, mm. you know? And like, that's how I look at life. I'm like, you have an answer book. So like, do you even know what the fuck you're teaching me? <laughs> you know, so I would rather be like the teacher that's like a martyr. I, I love using that word. It's like, I will go down with the idea just mm -hmm. to be the idea, if that makes sense, you mm -hmm. know? And so like, yeah, there's times where it's like, I wish I could articulate myself better and I could like take my time more, but I'm like, no, I want people to see a human, like fucking answer book. Mm, well, I think that you're a Pisces, right? <laughs> so, um, you live in the ethers. Um, it's a super dreamy state of being yes. and you're an artist, which makes sense. And you're empathic and you can feel other people. And so living in the moment is guided by spirit, which is always the best way. Oh, you're good. You are good. <laughs> now, now you are very good at articulating yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um you know i i i'm fascinated by the human condition i'm fascinated by the oh, you know, reality and human nature and um you know everything down to like are we a simulation are we zeros and ones is this where do we go when we die and what is consciousness and you know what are dimensions and like i mean i just and 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 how the human operates on this in this density level are you are you getting closer to, to those answers every day? Um, I mean, I have my own conclusions right now. Like, right. Yeah. I think that's the, 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 the fun part about learning is that, um, and experiences is that, uh, as you collect them and as being an open-minded person, I believe what I believe right now, but that might be different in, uh, two months or two years. And in fact, I hope it is because it means that I will have co collected more information that helps me make a better, better judgment or assessment of what's really going on. Um, so I'm fascinated with, with, with how people operate. And, and I think that we can be kind of broken down into patterns, which is totally what makes me think we might be zeros and ones like Elon Musk says. Yeah, um, yeah I know. So? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I like bounce between it every day because like I do. Look, like my favorite thing is like, I try to tell people like, I'm always like, yo, you, there is, you have a witness at all times, at all times. This is why I say movie all the time, because I'm like, when you're by yourself, mm. like when I'm by myself in my room and I wake up, 
I'll make it a point to be like, yeah, life is good. And I'm dancing and I'm going like this because I'm like, I, I am doing that for myself, but I'm also doing that to show the witness that I'm special. I'm here. I'm understanding that like, I don't have to show up when people are watching. I need to show up always, you know? And mm. like, I love to just, to just help people be aware that like everyone deserves a witness and like the things that you do when you're alone are almost far more important than the things you do for a crowd, you know? And so the idea of a simulation is like, it runs so deep with me as far as like someone's watching, you know, someone is watching me and I want to be, have you ever seen the movie Vanilla Sky? Oh yeah. Oh my God. When they say the, the quote, mortality is home entertainment. <laughs> like I dive so deep into that, into being like, I am literally, you know, the 27 club. I'm like, when I make music, I'm like, yo, I, I was just talking to someone. Like I picture my life as a train on a track and I'm far away from home and I'm headed home. Okay. And I want all of my influences to jump aboard my train at any point while I'm on that track and be able to ride with me and use me as a vehicle and it was, as a vessel. And like, I so believe in that. And like the whole idea is like life is entertainment is just like yes it's entertaining and it's also entertainment for something else you think so totally watching totally. me like a script yes oh man that's a fun thing to think about do you see all the alien stuff that comes out these days and do you get all jacked up and excited and going they're here i'm ready take me i'm ready i had beam me up scotty serious experience um i would say like six months ago in joshua tree with a guy named dr stephen greer have you heard of Stephen Greer? Yes. Oh, Didn't I, you know just Stephen. Do I know Stephen. I okay, so I, I, I went to him. Joshua Tree with him like yeah. six months ago. Okay, tell me about it because I'm tempted to do that. Sitting in lawn chairs in the middle of Joshua Tree in a circle with Stephen Greer yeah. and doing a puja prayer and all the stuff. And um, let's just say like, yo, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. And we had contact. Like, no confusing contact. it, right? No bullshit. No, like, no, it's not no bullshit. Service, but you literally saw it. No bullshit. What did you 100%. see? Orbs, man. Orbs came. What did you see? Um, bursting orbs of light. Uh, uh, you know, a, a lot of this stuff he was, ex he was explaining to us in, in a terms of, like, we're assholes down here that are like, don't enter our earth or we're going to shoot you down. I mean, are aliens real? Yeah. Yeah. They are like, stop being stupid, people. Like, this, this is a big giant place. We're not the only game in town. Come on. And, like, how much fun are we down here? Of course, they want to join the party, bro. They're like, duh. So, like, <laughs> you know, I want to hang out with Mod. Yeah. So, like, we're sitting there, and, you know, I'll just say one experience that, like, that, like, happened for sure is like the temperature you know when you're sitting out there asking for these things to it was a really beautiful thing because it's going in my in my i guess in my terms what i was getting gathering from this experience was that alien life is is um they're kind of scared of us they think that we're we're so uh frightened by them or shocked or something. So when you're sitting there and you're saying, we come in peace, just simple as that. We are not here to 
exploit or shoot you down or hurt you. Like you're accepting them into this world. And like definitely one thing that happened was like we all felt the temperature around us raise by like 30 degrees. Literally, when you're in the desert at night, it's cold, right? So like the temperature raised so high that we all started sweating, but it was in the matter of like 10 seconds. And what we all saw was this giant ball of light completely encompass us. And what he was saying was we were taken aboard a ship and like time exists in a completely different way. So what felt like to us, like the snap of the fingers was like, come on, that, that could have been so long. And we a hundred percent like stellar, right? Yeah. And they have, oh my mind fuck. And like he had a, a temperature gauge with him and like, it was recorded that the temperature rose in those matter of five seconds by like 35 degrees or something. Um, exponentially and like we all saw this burst of light around us and like um you know i could go on and on about like just seeing other little things but that was like the defining moment of being like oh wow like this really happened and like i do believe that um i do believe that other life is is down here walking amongst us you know i Mm. believe in reverse technology more than anything like the story of valiant four that goes back into what like the 50s like about, you know, how, look at how our technology has just vastly gone through the roof. And it's like, I believe in reverse technology of, of another life yeah. source being like, here's a computer, take it apart and you will know how it works. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. You know? like, well, that's I what I asked that. Stephen too, is that some of the stuff that we see, like I live in Arizona, so it's like, Hotbed. I keep hoping I look up and see something cool um, because they happen. It happens here all the time. But I asked him, I was like, do you think that it's actually our own technology um, reverse engineering what we've found crafts and, 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 and seeing how it works? And, and yeah, is the answer. Yeah. Um, I like I get this like so, you know, looping sort of old life, new life in there's, uh, you know, I, I I think it's a really brave and um, uh confident thing to talk about how you used to, you know, look and idolize certain people that, you know, came and went too quickly. And, you know, the things, the things that we fixate on and put our perception on become our reality. And so I keep hearing cool stories about things that you're manifesting and experiences you're having and how some of these things probably wouldn't have been possible without a new sort of point of perception. And so um, what kind of things have come into your life over the last couple of years that uh, you're so grateful for that are totally different, like weren't part of your old life? Yeah. And for people I, listening that don't know, it's, yeah. you know, having addiction and yeah. reco- going into recovery that, and, you know, spending a lot of, a lot of time sort of spiraling to different levels of addiction. And then to come out of that and be in the place that you are now with such perception of reality and yourself uh, and, and all these new experiences and being able to be present for them. That, that like, boom, boom, you just nailed it. It's like, it took me so long to become present. You know, I was so fixated on the future. You know, there's this great quote that says, um, depression comes from the thoughts of past. Anxiety comes from thoughts of the future. So, and like, 
if you can live in the present, you can somehow avoid those things. And um, so my my story is the person who was 100% like I was addicted to drugs. I was a extreme cocaine user, like through the roof, um, all day, every day for a massive like eight years um, to the point that it almost took my life. And I, and, and what, what it really did to me, um, cause I do love life. I, I think you can gather that just by talking to me for the last 20 minutes. I love life. I love experience. I love this place. I love people and I love myself. And like every time that I would do like that, I was like, this is going to kill me. And wow. I was carrying around this suitcase filled with shame every day just walking around with this suitcase of shame and like is cocaine bad to do yeah yeah it is it's a drug it's bad to do um you know what's worse than that shame self shame right. it will hold you back from mm -hmm. all these beautiful things that life wants to give you when you feel undeserving of something mm -hmm. you are putting a red light on your entire life and I would get so close to the finish line. And then I'd say, yo, I don't deserve this shit because I'm, I feel bad. Like, am I saying anyone out there who does cocaine? Am I saying you're a piece of shit? You're a bad person? Fuck no, not at all. If you feel bad, someone was asking me the other night, bro, did your life change because you quit that shit? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure just quit because my life changed because I'm not carrying around this self shame. Right. If you feel like you're not doing anything wrong when you're doing drugs, you're probably going to keep existing and things are going to go great. If you think that you're doing something wrong, you're carrying around self shame that is going to stop you from all of these amazing things that can happen. Mm -hmm. So for me, I knew I was doing something that was going to kill me, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it and it damn near almost did. And that was my like big wake up call was like. I need to stop doing this and I stopped. I put it down that day, you know. I put it down. I stopped drinking. So I'm almost May 11th. So I'm like, what, eight days away from two years of Whoa. not having a sip of alcohol or putting cocaine up my nose. Amazing. And um, my whole life has changed. Like, do I look more healthy? Do I look better? Do I feel better? Of course. But guess what? I'm not carrying around this shame. I well, felt the shame. I mean, there like I get that there's shame oriented with something that you know you shouldn't be doing doing something you know you shouldn't be doing like you're like i'm doing drugs you don't walk around thinking good for me you know yeah the, the shame in that but what's like the layer deeper like why did you do it in the first place you know um it's really that's a that's a great question um besides like the quick fix and like the quick heightened senses and and all that, that like something like cocaine will give you. Um, it was a pretty lonely world for me at times. And to have something you can rely on that's mm -hmm. always there for you mm -hmm. was probably the most attractive thing to me. Mm -hmm. was like, I am, the, I, I am the person who's like, all I need in this world is myself, you know? And... I don't need any of these people. I just need something I can rely on. Mm -hmm. And that happened to turn into like the idea of a drug that I could always count on. And um, it didn't fuel 
my creativity. And I actually, I don't think I ever looked at it, but now looking back, I can, I can assure everyone out there that like, you're not creative because of what you're putting in your body. It is not fueling your vision. It is not doing that. And I think that, you know, when you do actually quit something, that is like a road that I really, really love to tell people about to like, not be worried is like, I've become so much better at my craft and my vision and my art and my statements without it. Mm-hmm. And with it, maybe it was actually slowing me down. But like just the idea that I had something I could rely on that was always there for me was mm-hmm. probably what it was. And like, honestly, you know, it, when you enter like an AA thing, one of the things that like you get punched in the face with is God. I mean, they're going to talk about God to you. They're going to say, yo, big macho man with your hell's angels jacket on. You think you're big and tough. Like God, 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 God. Like that's what they talk about. And this faith. And like, do we know what God looks like? Do we, do we know that God is even anything more than faith? Right? No, we don't. But this fucking idea of faith and that the one thing you can rely on is that is me going like this every day. Like I, you know, I look up and I say, um, dear God, I'm so grateful. Thank you for giving me a body full of determination, drive, desire, and a head full of dreams. Thank you. I am here to make the world a better place. Please let me be a servant to you and all of God's children. You know, like I say that every single day and now I can rely on that. I can rely on the fact that like, I do believe that someone's looking out for me. And like before it was like a very lonely me against the world type of thing. And now I really feel like it's like, it's like I'm part of a, a, a team now, you know? And like, I always loved, you know, I fucking hated sports because I wanted to be the absolute best. Like I always want to be the best. Right. So I, I couldn't do like, I was a great hockey player, but then at a certain point I realized like my team is my competition even because I just want to be the best on the team and like all of this. And so like the sports that really got me going were the ones that were like, I win on my own or I lose on my own. I don't want to lose because my teammates over there fucking it up. Like, give me a tennis racket, give me a golf club, give me a skateboard. You know, I want to take the win or the loss and I don't want to blame anyone else. And like, I'm a part of that team now more than anything which is like the team of like faith, which is like, there is something bigger looking out for me that I can rely on now. And like, (laughs) I can ask, I can fully ask for these miracles to happen without feeling like an asshole. You know, you started showing up for yourself and trusting yourself. The inner child in you was going, you fucking see me. I'm so happy you see me. And then of course, you learned since that relationship with the self began to get better and better and better, your relationship with other people did. So now you can join the team because you trust them, because you trust yourself. Totally. That's, that's amazing. And it's like. That's a big shift. So something has happened to me so much, like something really big has awakened in me where it's like. I love the idea that like, like I said at the beginning, like I'm fucking special. Y'all, everyone better notice how special I, I, I love feeling like that. Mm, I can feel that by the way. And I think that's also why you get to that near end point and you're like, no, no, this isn't me. This isn't where it's going. You yeah. have an energy about you that I a hundred percent, you do, you do have that. 
thank you very much for saying that. And, and, and like, I have someone in my life, like my girlfriend that I'm with right now is like, she is like such someone that I respect and admire because she like accepts me for who I am, but she's also very quick to point out my faults. You know what I'm saying? Like my father, he passed away last year on April 20th. Um, from alcoholism, you know, from being an alcoholic his whole life. And like, I have so many of his traits within me, which mm -hmm. is like, mm -hmm. I'm going to burn this bitch down. Right. That's mm -hmm. what my dad was like. He was mm -hmm. like, fucking life is here to be lived. And mm -hmm. if you ain't fucking living, you're dying. Like get busy living or get busy dying. You know, you and, do a lot with that energy. Yes. And, and like, at the same time, like I'm able to see my faults and I love that. We all, yo, as special as I say I am, I have some fucking demons in me. Well, that's to me, you were talking about relatability earlier and, you know, I, I mean, and how like, oh, stay away from relatability and get, you know, stay on the pedestal kind of a thing. You're yeah. YZ up here. Um, and then I also, in hearing you talk about making music and like also hating the word perfection, and I don't think there is such thing. It's like when you become relatable, it's because you're showing your flaws, which literally is ever like, think about our inner monologue, right? Like we think about bad stuff all the time. We judge all the time. You should be this. You should be that. Do that. Do this. We say nice things too, but we tend to have. So that's like where you connect with people on that relatable level. They're like, oh my God, you screwed up. I screwed up. Oh, you look, you know, you sometimes look in the mirror and go, uh, I look in the mirror and go, uh, and so it's the relatability that gets you into the heart through the feeling. And oh, so God, like, good. I loved hearing you talk about how you make music and how, you know, it's not about it being perfect. I did an interview with um, Moby and he was talking about how he would like, he was like, God, nobody's going to work with me after this. He said, but I was asking about having a song that's, or having a, you know, recording a segment of the song or recording a part of the song and, and, and trying to execute it perfectly. And versus like the one where it's like a little bit of a, you know, you know, your voice cracks a little bit. There's a little bit of, you know, something going on, but there's like grit to it, you know? And yeah. I'm like, which one do you pick? He's like, actually, he's like, when I record people, he said, I, rec I push record before they think I push record. And he goes, one word, he goes, okay, I'm ready. Cause they like do warm up. And he goes, no, we're done. Yes. And he goes, no, yes. we're, we're done. And they're Art like, wins, dude. That's it. That's exactly. it. That's it. So like, how do you, like, to me, that's to me, the like relatability is meeting people, showing people who you are, which opens the heart, right? Like, how did you even, to me, I don't know, your spirit's been asking you to do this like your whole life, but it's hard. And so you kind of had to go through the trials to get to the point where you could go, okay, I can just like, here I am. I don't know. Do, do you, can you track back where, how, it, when it was hard and when it became easier? Yeah, man. Like, God, you're, you're really good. You're really good. Like you're really good at this. I know for a fact, removing the, I say this all the time, removing the bone of embarrassment from your body. Mm. I fucking got so much out of that. I got so much out of being like, 
holy shit, I'm going to start by trying to embarrass myself. I'm going to start by freaking people out. When I walk in the studio, right, I'll be around legitimately professional singers, classically trained, all this shit. I am the furthest from that. Okay. I was actually told my whole life, don't be a singer. I have my family, everyone around me. We're like, you don't got it, kid. Play drums. That's it. Thing. You can belt it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Check, check this. What, what I really do is I'll be working with these singers. I walk into the studio and I'll go get behind the mic and I'll go, I love you. I got your name. <laughs> Just like that. And I start from the level of like, did that weird you out? Did that make you uncomfortable? We, we, we good now? Can now let's work from there. Let's start by trying to completely make a fool of myself. Oh, man. Let's wow. remove that whole air of like, I need to impress these people. I need to impress them because I know I impress people when I close my eyes and I just go, la, 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 and whatever happens. I say this all the time in the studio. Oh, my, the guy that I work with named John Feldman, amazing producer. We'll get like a track going and he'll go, all right, what are we going to do? And I go, I have no idea. I'm going to let God speak. And I walk in there and I have no fucking clue what I'm going to do. And all these songs just keep coming. They keep coming because I truly believe that like, I don't need to be in control of anything, anything when it comes to art. Like my art is solely based on the fact that I want to hear that inflection what you said the growl the little crack in the voice like yo if you don't have that i honestly think that i could put a thousand different people in your position it's the same fucking thing it's all good i want to hear a one of one and that one of one comes from mm. cutting across the dotted line i hate that dotted line i'm never cutting on that dotted line okay i'm always going you see that little Damn. jagged edge right there you see Damn. that little jagged edge? lines Color outside the lines. Yes, fuck that dotted line. I want, I want you to see every little jagged edge, every little piece. That is me. That's me. That's my jagged edge. Okay. Anyone can cut on that dotted line and do this little pattern. It's like, you gotta have this imperfection. You gotta have that there to mm -hmm. actually hit someone right in the fucking soul, you mm -hmm. know? And like, I just, I, I know that I, I, absolutely know that i help artists out and people in general by being like yo you gotta figure out how to not be embarrassed you gotta figure it out you gotta understand that like the test is to get up in front of people if you can get up in front of people and literally let this soul shine it's so like I love the corny quotes, by the way. I love like shoot the stars if you miss you let me. I love them. I, I say them all the time. <laughs> I live by them. Give me more of them. I love them, please. And anyone who thinks that shit is corny, like really, you're corny for thinking that shit's corny because that shit works. And like, yes. I get so much out of like being a fool in front of people and allowing them to open up. You know, mm -hmm. like, and I know that's why artists like to work with me is because they're mm -hmm. like. Jesus, this dude just literally is just like, he's art. He's fucking art. He doesn't want to be this like paint by numbers. You know, he wants to fucking throw the shit at it. And, you know, the best thing about a canvas is like, yo, some of the greatest paintings of all time have been painted over by the artist because the artist didn't think it was done. You know, some of the greatest paintings that could have ever been seen have been painted over by the artist because they're like, it's my canvas. 
It's my canvas. And like, yo, I want my canvas to have like this fucking just layers and layers and layers and layers. I just want to keep building on it. And like that, that's just a way to live life is just take that bone of embarrassment out of your body, throw that shit in the trash and like understand if you can work backwards, reverse engineer that shit, work backwards from being like, here's me being a total fucking fool in front of you and, and, and having no gauge of like caring what you think about me. And then, whoa, you're going to go, whoa, whoa, I'm mm. impressed now. Still don't start with impressing them. Start right. with unimpressing. Well, you don't, no one gets comfortable when they have to be perfect. And that's kind of what God. happens a lot of times. And whether it's work or personal is that when, you know, everybody's putting on the front that everything's got to be perfect, you know, like tie and get them professional and God, then like no. looking perfect and acting perfect and cooking perfect and doing perfect. You don't give anyone else permission to be imperfect. And so there's a discomfort because that's nobody is. I love this. I love this right here. No edit, right? Like what you me and you were sitting here talking. We're sitting here talking. And like, I look at these people doing these YouTube videos and all that shit. And I love it. I fucking love everything that this, this digital age has to offer. I love it. At the same time, I'm like, yo, all these little edits where you're trying to make yourself perfect is what's ruining your whole shit. Like, give me an hour of you just looking in the camera and talking. And I will take all the fucking empty space that you think is like bad. That's probably the best shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And all these, all these hyper cuts that everyone's doing is mm -hmm. creating this whole ideology that like, the best shit comes from when you're thinking. And it's like, don't think at all, actually. And create. Don't think, create. You know, it's as simple as that. The I recently went to Egypt um, in February. And uh, at, towards the end of the trip, we ended up at the Great Pyramid and the Sphinx. And um, some of the girls were doing some intuitive sort of channeling. And one of them is an Akashic reader. Have you ever had an Akashic reading? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're so cool. You're so cool. <laughs> so um, she's doing an Akashic reading and I'm sitting next to her and I'm kind of holding the energy for some, for, for, for some of the girls. And cause that's what I'm good at. Like you feel it all. And I'm a, I'm a fucking solid bubble. Like you can't get past me. Like I'm hard as a rock. So I was there to hold the energy and I'm listening to her do the Akashic reading. And so she's recording it. And so I'm listening and she says that we get time all wrong. Like we don't understand time. Again, this is coming from the Akashic records. Her yeah. speaking. And she said, you know, as, as it's going, there's long pauses. And then she'd all of a sudden say, you know, the, the, the records would say, look where your mind just went. I stop and I pause and look where your mind goes. The cake is the cake is the pause and the frosting are the words. And if you think all you want is words, eat a plate of frosting. And I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. I was like, that's that so shit gets me cute. so I'm so turned on by that shit. Dude. <laughs> You know so what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes, oh my like, God. I love that. Like that, that is enough. What you just said is enough fuel for me to get through the next year. You know what I'm saying? It's just oh. little fucking things like that. Yeah. Ugh, get yeah. to me. Oh man. You, you know, just, I love that you can feel so much. It's so cool. Like, I, I mean, this is like you, you've had a brave existence. If I can say like, 
you've to show up in the world to sign up for the job. I mean, I true, I believe like we've gone there in this conversation. So I believe you signed up for this mission. I believe you signed up for the lessons and the people and the experiences and your soul is resilient. And it went, Oh, you got this. Don't worry. It's going to be tough, but you got this. And I know that you can feel that you've already said that. What's the, what do you, what, what, what do you, what is like lurking back there that you're like, nobody knows this, but I'm going to do this. You know, I, wow. I do believe thoroughly, like I said earlier, like I love doing everything from the point of, of being dead, you know, killing killing essentially the ego or killing the present time and like thinking about everything you do from a point of are you making the future are you impacting the future you know and i would so rather be understood after i'm gone than understood now in the present you know i would rather be called a fraud now and a genius later Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. I, I so vibe with the, un, the, the non-understanding of a human being, you know, I, I arm, you have the 27 club. The other arm needs to people be like, people like Nikola Tesla, Oh yeah, you know, uh, oh, yeah. like Edison or even some of those sort of like, you know, Einstein, people it, like that, Carl Sagan, like maybe one arm should be that. The other arm should be those people that people thought were crazy. Visionaries, we look visionaries, at them, visionaries, you know, like visionaries, like, you know, I'll never forget. Um, I was sitting with my mom and I was sitting in our basement and this was like, I don't know, probably 15 years ago. And um, I looked over my mom and we were watching TV and I turned off the TV and it was completely silent. And I sat there for like a minute and then I go, what just happened? And she goes, nothing. It's completely, but I was like, what just happened to your head in the silence? She goes, nothing, absolutely nothing. Hmm. And I was like, that's wild because I've never had a moment of silence in my entire life. No, I'm hearing you. I get it. I've never had a moment of silence in my entire Hmm. existence because there's always this voice that is in the back of my head, right? Mm-hmm. It is the lurking voice that's in the back of my head. And it's always, always there. And this voice is so much more intelligent than me. By the time it reaches my teeth, it's vomit compared to what's going on in here, right? Like it's just dribbling out in maybe making sense. Back here, this voice, man, I don't know who it is, but it is so much greater than me. And like, my whole ideology is to like, I love to think that like, maybe there is people out there that don't have this like voice always talking in their head. Maybe mm-hmm. there is, but maybe that voice is just asleep. Mm. And I want to wake that voice up. I really always am, am in dire need to wake that voice up within myself and everyone around me, mm. you know? And let that voice out of its cage, like Charles Bukowski, one of my favorite writers of all time. He has this poem that he writes about this bird that lives inside his chest. And he says, all day, I try to drown it in liquor and I try to suffocate it with smoke. But at the end of the day, when I lay in bed, 
I can still hear that bird trying to sing. And I'm like, yeah, that shit gives me chills. <laughs> I just, yeah, I got the chills too. <laughs> and I think we all have that bird in us that is trying to sing. Mm-hmm. And we do all these things all day to shut it up. Mm-hmm. And I want to get all these people in this world to let that fucking bird sing. And if I can be, again, a martyr for the person who maybe says too much <laughs> just to get them to have that voice wake up, that is really my duty on this planet, you know, is to get that voice talking inside your head. Mm, I, that was awesome. Drop the mic. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. Thank you. No, no, no. Come back. More questions. I always have more questions. Oh, look what my shirt says too. Listen to the silence. Isn't Listen that great? to the silence. Oh, shoot. Well, then I have too many questions for you. Uh, <laughs> I love this. I can talk to you forever. Honestly, oh. this is so great. <laughs> um, I, I think that's so true. I think that the reason, like, I don't know if you've done, have you gotten to this point where you can feel body resonance with yeses and nos, especially yeses? Like my body gets the chills. Like it's, I, I say, oh, I got goosebumps. But then I look and I'm like, I don't actually have goosebumps. I think oh, it's just God, electricity. I, I think it's just electricity. I think my chakras light up. My body sends like, there's, there's like a, it's like a resonant yes, like frequency wise. And it's a really good indicator. Has that, have you figured, has that come to you? Yeah. Like words touch me more than, more than a physical touch. You see what I'm saying? Like, like I could be hugged by a million people and feel nothing, but a sentence like let that bird speak Mm. is like the whole world touching me. You know, that's when I truly feel. And like, that's like, you know, we have our, our basic senses and, um, one of them is touch, but like, there's also feel. And I think that once we, once we evolve a little more, you get that extra sense, which is feel and it's feel without touch. Mm. And you know, that's, that's really where I like to reside in. It's like, I know the power, like, like it, it seems, it seems so undefinable, but like, really, I know the power of like a sentence, man. I know how much something can change your life. Like the course of your entire life can be changed by someone speaking to you and really giving a fuck about you. And like, I I think that's like what really does it for me is like, I meet people in my life that I can tell really give a fuck about me. And like, those are the type of things that like really bring me to absolute tears. Like to, (laughs) I might, (laughs) it might come out right now because I'm thinking about people that actually care about me and like truly love me. And like, you know, that that to me like this to me is bravery is being able to be like it's fearlessness it's being like like dude i love the fact that i can be i can be saved at any moment you know and there's so many things outside this world that are like fuck man you know, my life changes every single day lately. Like I'm on this like serious, inc- like my whole career has been like this, but now it's, it's breaking. It's bending like this. It's like, <clears throat> and going through the roof, dude. And like, you know, I'm getting these things that I've always dreamed about, like, like in terms of success that you think about. And it's like, you think your life is going to change like drastically when you get these like monetary value of things and, and, and success that you've since 16 been like, dude, all I want to do is like, become a millionaire or like fucking be able to take care of my family like all that shit and it's like you know what 
I'm so changed by a sentence and not at all by those things. Those things don't change me. The things that change me are really like these relationships that I've created, this power that I hold within myself to be able to like, you know, try to be a leader. If anything, you know, try to be a leader. And that, that it's just, those are the things that like I can hold close to me. And like what you were saying about like, just like the getting goosebumps. It's like, once you like really get to that place, it's like, you're perpetually there. You're perpetually there. And like, you're not only like waiting for them to come, you're looking at them dead in the eyes. You're looking at everything like, holy shit, that that's changing. That's affecting me. All of this right here without just waiting for it to come, you're, you're accepting it and just looking at it right in the eyes. And like this conversation that I've had with you over the last hour is like something that like I know is restoring like even more faith. Like, like you are an incredible human being. You really are. And like, I can feel it just looking at, like, we could stop talking and me and you just continued the conversation. You know, I feel that with you and God damn it. We're lucky that, that this type of shit exists. You live there. You live in feel land. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, you know, and maybe this is something for people that have addiction and have um, ways of trying to escape reality is that is hearing this is that, you know, you live in the land of feel and mm -hmm. until you really, so, so a lot of times what happens is people numb it, not because they can't feel like some, like feel no point or pointlessness or nothing. It's you feel too much. You actually yeah. feel too much. And so you have to shut it off because you don't even know where to start. And like, it's, it, it's a, it's an overwhelming thing. And so, you know, for, for, for you to finally be in that place where you can really truly express. And is that where the music comes in? You know, loving poetry, loving words. Is that why music became your thing? Great. God, another great question. Um, when it hits just right, that's my ultimate drug. The ultimate drug is when that volume is going on and these chords are happening and these sounds, you know, we're only given 12 notes in a scale <laughs> and we're reusing these 12 fucking notes. That's funny. Over and over. I mean, Quincy Jones said it fucking point blank was like, we got 12 notes. We keep using them over and over and we're coming up with new things. Like how, how unexplainable. And these notes, you know, I've always been that person that's like, the idea of a visionary to me is like, if you can put on headphones with a song and close your eyes, does a movie start playing? You know, and, and that's, that's a visionary to me. It's like, when you close your eyes, is another world, like on the back of my eyelids, is that the world? Like, really, is that my whole world? You know, because... Like the wallpaper on the inside of my skull is continuously getting more and more vibrant and beautiful as life goes on. And I, I truly think that like why I go to music over and over and over again is like the one thing that has saved me is like this mystic overtone that happens when the music comes on. 
And it's like, that is my true escape from the world. It's like this mystical overtone happens. And like, if I could explain it, I would, but it's within these 12 notes lies heaven on earth. Mm. And I go there every time. And like, I, there are songs to me in this world that I'm not even me anymore when I'm listening to them. I'm gone. I'm completely gone. I've left this fucking earth for three and a half minutes. Mm. And those people saved my fucking life. They saved my life. Bob Dylan is my favorite artist of all time. Okay. And like when I would ride around in my car in high school, listening to the times they are changing or something like that, like that made me want to be alive, plain and simple. And like my duty is to reciprocate that in any possible way. If I can do anything that music has done for me, I need, then I'm, I'm, I'm successfully myself. I just need to do for others what it did for me. And that all goes down to the reason I write books, the reason I paint pictures, the reason I make music. It's all the same language to me. You know, it's the, the, why, why can a song in English translate to someone over in Tokyo, Japan, who doesn't even understand what I'm saying? Why are they crying when they listen to it? Because it is, a mystical overtone that exceeds language. And I don't know why it does, but it saves the human. It saves the psyche. It saves the soul. Mm. It, it opens up the door to your heart. Like, you know, I, I did this, 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 uh, like breath meditation where you do this thing where you're like, <sighs> and you do, have you, do you know what I'm oh. talking about? Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it probably got you high. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. You get high off oxygen. You do it for 15 minutes and then you go into this heart prayer where, where it says, open up the door to your heart right now. I want you to think of one time where you truly felt love, one time where you truly felt laughter, one time where you truly felt faith. You thought everything was going wrong and it worked out better. I want you to take those moments, place them in your heart, close that door. Guess what? No one in the world has those same things inside their heart. And that's what makes you special. And like, I walk around with this door open in my heart as much as possible to try to like continue to fill it with my unique experiences and a lot of those unique experiences come from the time where i leave this earth for three and a half minutes in a song mm. god you got a lot inside of you don't you you have a lot <laughs> of i can yeah. feel it you're like do i have enough time to get it all out yeah for real i know i mean that's that's like the the beauty of the, uh, that's the beauty of the never ending with art. You know, art never has a period. I think it's a constant comma. I think it's a constant. Yes, but comma, <laughs> here we go. And like, you know, if, if there's ever a period on, on something I do, I try to open it up with a comma, you know? Wow. Wow. I feel like we've had such a deep conversation. I'm like, how do I go? So internet killed the rock stars, your new album. I'm like, this conversation's like so much deeper than so you have an album, you know? <laughs> you so cool, dude. I like to, well, here's the thing. When I talk to people and when this is then, you know, given to the, given to the public to listen to, it's the story. It's like, it's the story that gets you pulled into certain people or like, I mean, I make wine. So it's like the story of the wine is why you drink the wine partly. I mean, if it that. sucks, it sucks. Right. If somebody, yeah. 
you know, if I made music, I might not listen to it, but, um, you know, you, we're going to come in for the story. And so when people hear you and they, they're going to feel something now, when they listen to the music, they can, they can feel you and they know where it's coming from. And so we can talk all day about the nuts and bolts of your album and whatever I, it's, it's you that people are really buying into it. Like on the, on the, when they're going to become a really like dedicated fan and when they really get it is they know you and then they're going to listen to the music. There's so much crap that gets promoted day in and day out all the time. And it's the person I want people to figure out, not necessarily the thing that they do. It's the person. And so I'm I don't even know what there is to say about it other than you have an album, go listen, check it out. If it resonates, great. But people know you now. And that's it. That's honestly it. You know, my album is named Internet Killed the Rockstar because like how we open it up, it's about reinventing the rockstar. You know what I'm saying? That like with every death, there's a rebirth. And like, that's where um, my career is taking me to is like, I'm trying to uh, put it all on table for everyone to watch. I'm trying to be as honest as I can. I'm trying to make mistakes in front of people and I'm trying to, you know, spread a message that like, yo, it's first off, it's never, it's never too late. You know, it's absolutely never too late. Like if if you're 60 years old and you listen to this and you got something from it and you are like, damn, maybe I should make music then go fucking make music. You know, it it is never, ever too late. And like, I, I love that sentiment more than anything. And like, you're absolutely right with like, I'll tell you what. I don't think I'd have a support group at all of people that listen to my music if I didn't have this story because I don't make music that's that's more special than other people. Like I said, we have 12 fucking notes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, I absolutely hope that people can feel that like I give my all for this shit. I put everything I have into my lyrics. I've mentioned Charles Bukowski. I mean, he's a poet. Like I study the great. You know what I'm saying? I've 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 learned from them and I'm regurgitating everything in my own, through my own brand new eyes. But I've, I've, I've learned everything from these conversations, you know, from studying. Like, I really don't give a fuck about the art if it doesn't go back to the artist. It's all about the artist for me, which makes me interested in the art. I'm not looking at a painting going, well, that's the greatest fucking thing I've ever seen. I want to know why this person painted it, why they used that color and what period of their life they were in. And, you know, like with me, I've been lucky enough. I've studied art so much that like my favorite artists of all time have famously said every 10 years, you recreate yourself and your art. And like, I'm so grateful for things like that, because like, if you look at my journey, it's like every 10 years I've entered this new era. And like the era I'm in right now is what everything that we just spoke about. And like, you know, I truly believe that this conversation will outlive potentially the music anyway. You know, it's all about what we can do for the human condition that we're all fucking suffering with a smile. You know, we're suffering with a smile. And that's I love that, like extraterrestrial sort of like joke or or like you as a human come down and it's like a thought bubble and it goes, man, I thought coming to Earth was going to be a lot easier than this. Like, why did I (laughs) sign up for this? You know, like, shoot, I thought being a human would be a lot easier than this. Exactly. This whole like this whole existence of um, forgetting and not remembering where we came from and our potentiality and our you know how great we really are the fact that we can think and create things I mean literally like down to even the song right the song that you write you literally just thought it and then it becomes a thing 
and because we're not plugged like in like a concept for a movie and then all of a sudden it's like something where people watch it you know and you're like wow now it's on film and there's all this stuff and it's like my wine i like had an idea or like my career i had an idea to race and, and then all of a sudden it becomes a thing and you're like wow it's a magical world and magic and we're not totally plugged in. real we're not, we're not like, well, I think that I think that everything around us, like all that we don't see, dark matter, dark energy, whatever, any void, it's all just completely filled with have you ever seen like the way that a brain is like neurological sort of networks firing? It looks like a web kind of. That's how I picture everything. Like the reason why time and space doesn't matter when you get out of your body and into the quantum is because it's connected everything's connected. Mm -hmm. And so I actually think that like everything is connected and that's why I can feel, we can feel at this distance, right? Yeah. Like we yeah. can both get emotional. We both can get goosebumps. We can tear up. Like we can feel each other's energy is because like we're connecting in the quantum on a level that we don't understand. And so magic is real. It's just that the reason why it's not sort of believed in, or it's not, it's not, uh, it's just called magic and it seems mysterious and we don't understand. It's just because there's no science. We just haven't figured it out. Look, when I, I went to that. Egypt, when you looked at the walls in Egypt and you look at the temples and you look at the pyramids and you look at everything, the one thing that you come away with, cause like people were like, how did it go? And I'm like, it wasn't like I had some magical experience at some point in time, but what I totally realized was that we're playing small as humans yeah. and that we don't get it. And we're not asking the right questions yep. because they're talking about the stories on the wall when we don't even know how the wall was made. God, I know. Oh, I Let the it. magic go. Cause the magic will become the stuff that's called magic. Now will be just things later. Oh my God. That's so cool. You're so right. I mean, that's, that's like, that's, that's the beauty of the human condition, you know, is like, is there like this like magical evolution that's going to happen one day that's going to click and everyone's going to like understand stuff on a spiritual level. I, I don't, I, I really don't know, but I know that there are people out here that do exist that way. And like, you know, magic is just literally the accepting of it. It's like understanding that like, yo, that's not a miracle. Everything's a miracle. Once you like open that door and you say everything's a fucking miracle, you're good to go. You're gonna, you're literally going to be pushed down a path of beauty, you know? And like whether or not you look left and right and you take it in, it's up to you. But if you accept that everything's a miracle, like, dude, come on, man. Like, we're not hippies for saying, like, dude, what the fuck? That is a plant outside growing like what how the, the fact that everything that we ever need is like coming out of the ground is like what the fuck man you know but like the fact is that there are people here like that and the more that these kind of conversations happen is like i think we're doing the right thing you know i really do your wish our man showing mm. the way <laughs> keep it up i love it this is amazing yeah. Thank you so much. This is really fun. You're, thank you're you. I, I really, I really fun. hope that like we're friends for life now because like uh -huh. this was, this was really incredible. This, this talk was great. I needed it. I, uh, I listened to a few hours of you and, um, I was getting ready and I was telling my boyfriend this morning, I'm like, 
I didn't, I don't, I'm not as familiar with your music. And as I've consumed more of you, I'm like, I want to listen to your music now. And I, I mean, I know of you, but I don't know, like, I don't like have an album, but I, but I probably will now. And anyway, the point is, is like, I said, like, this guy's deep. Like, I'm like, he's, I think it's going to be really interesting. Like you have a light to you that is, um, uh, yeah, it's why you feel the way you feel. So I'm going to mirror back to you. So again, because existence is just showing us ourselves. And so uh, just like you said, how look at how people talk about you to know who you are, right? So I'm saying the reason why you can feel that sort of drive, that burning fire, that like um, determination, that belief that you're here for something great, it's because you are. Like, I can tell that. I can feel that in the energy. And so, um, yeah. Thank you. Cool, I right. really appreciate this. Yeah, and um, and and we'll we'll have to do it again sometime. This this conversation seriously was like, uh, you're so great at what you do. So so real quick, I just have to say thank you for having me. You are like amazing yeah. at what you do, and with your platform is amazing. But like this conversation was definitely like the best I've had in so long. So thank you very yeah. much. Thanks everybody for listening to the Pretty Intense podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, please click on the subscribe button.